So welcome to church, welcome everybody, good to have you. Um, We've been looking around over the last few weeks, well I have, um, in regards to this guy named Abraham. Abraham described as the father of our faith, Abraham, the three major world religions uh, honour and trace back a lot of what they believe to uh, the forefather Abraham, Christianity, Judaism and Islam, very powerful figure in history. Uh, God spoke to him, and uh, we'll just look at a, cup, a, a scripture in regards to um, Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. I'm tipping it around the other way a little bit there for you, Trav, because I'm good at that. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 says, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make, make your name great, and so shall you be a blessing. Abraham, called by God, the father of faith, spoken over by God that he would be a, a blessed, but not only would he be blessed, but part of that blessing was his responsibility to bless those around him. Christianity is a message of us being blessed, but also in order for us to bless, bless those around us. The Bible says uh, in, also in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, uh, And your seed, all the nations of the earth, shall be blessed because you obeyed my word. Notice, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. You are a seed of Abraham if you are a person of faith. It says in Galatians 3.29, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So I just really want to remind you that when you hear the word of God, and particularly in regards to Abraham and what we're talking about and what I'll be talking about today, it is not all about you. It is about you living in the destiny of what God has for you in order for you to bless the world around you. If you have a faith that is about you and there is no inclusion of those around you, you have a, uh, what's a nice word? You have a misunderstanding of the Christian message. Okay, so remember, we are here, we are blessed, but we are here on the planet to bless the nations, to bless those around us. Amen? Okay, so this morning I want to carry on on the theme of Abraham, and I've entitled my message this morning, Imagine. Those of you who are maybe a bit older, remember that song John Lennon wrote, Imagine? He said to imagine a whole lot of stuff that maybe wasn't too clever, but everybody has the capacity to imagine you have been made in the image of God. And God has given you an ability that is God-like. God himself imagined uh, the universe before it became a reality. His mind conceived pictures of you, pictures of me, pictures of what we see today, but it began in the imagination of God. Whatever you see created has begun in this place or space called the imagination. Now, um, if you are confused, maybe you don't think you have an imagination, um, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Everybody close your eyes on the stream, close your eyes. Imagine... Lunchtime's coming. 
Lunchtime's coming. What are you going to have for lunch? Straight up, automatically, your mind will begin to process pictures of what you think you're going to have for lunch. That is your imagination. All good? You understand? Your imagination is when you gather a thought and it begins to build a picture uh, in your mind. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to read you some quotes about the imagination. Um, Tony Robbins, a new world kind, new age kind of a communicator, says this, the only limit to your impact is your imagination and commitment. Um, Albert Einstein says, the true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. He went on also to say, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Uh, imagination will often carry us into worlds never thought possible. A guy named Carl Sagan. Imagination changes the world. That's my quote. That's a Keith quote. Your imagination, my imagination, the imagination given to us by God can change the world around us. It's a powerful God-given tool that God has given us, that God has been challenging me over the last while about my ability to imagine negatively and positively. I used to be a builder, and often before a project, or I'd be thinking about something, I would begin to conceive thoughts about what was possible. And then I would go about then enacting whatever that plan was and, and eventually see something that came into existence as a result of something or a picture that began in my imagination. Hallelujah. You can have a negative imagination. Uh, oh, let me read you. I'll read you some definitions of the imagination first. <clears throat> imagination, the ability to form mental pictures in the brain, often as a result of in information inputted. Imagination is the ability to form pictures or ideas in the mind. Everybody has the ability to imagine. Imagination becomes powerful when you turn it into manifestation. Every material thing that was created by humans was first imagined. You know these guys that are um, taking tourists up into space now. It began in the thought of someone and now it is reality. Powerful things have happened as a result of mankind tapping into the imagination. You yourself have been given this ability and I want to inspire you this morning about what is possible through you processing pictures in your mind of what doesn't yet exist. And that God wants to speak into your imagination and cause you to be a person who blesses the world because you are the seed of Abraham. That the world has changed because you exist. Because you have conceived a picture in your mind as a result of encountering, encountering the Word of God. Hallelujah. Interesting. Uh, in our discussions the other day, uh, when we were talking about, you know, what are we going to do, COVID as an eldership, and somebody, uh, somebody said, do you know that 5% of uh, all humans are naturally immune to COVID, 5%. So 5% of everybody in Australia is immune to COVID. Instantly in my mind, I imagined, this is me, 
Mate, I'm one of the 90, I'm one of the 5%. I am immune. And I went round the next day telling somebody it's all good, I'm immune. You see, because your mind will activate in your imagination from whatever is inputted into you. You understand? And you will react either positively or negatively to that kind of information. Negative, uh, negative imagination. You know, um, people are talking about me. The mind can start to think, ah, oh, ah, oh, who are going to pick on? Hugh. Hugh doesn't like me. I've seen the way he looks at me. He kind of looks and then he looks down and slowly gets another little squint at me. You know, and your brain can process things that really aren't reality because I know he really loves me. Amen. I know he likes me. But you know, your imagination when activated the wrong way can cause something that doesn't exist to actually become your reality. Do you understand that? It is a powerful tool to cause people to believe lies about themselves, to believe lies about their future because their imagination and that negative aspect has been fed and activated. And it creates a reality. It brings things into existence. It's powerful. Imagination. Um, Worst case scenario. You know, sometimes we receive negative news. And our mind will easily fall into imagining the worst case scenario of that information. Am I the only one? You know, um, Sue Ann, you know, we get these diagnoses of things, you know, and then, and then our brain begins to process and it will form pictures. And, you know, um, worst case scenarios. If you are a believer, and I, I thank God for the faith Sue Ann has. She has been expressing faith because in her imagination, activated by the word of God, she sees a future. You know, it's a powerful thing for the Christian. Um, the carnal imagination, you know, the flesh, the flesh person. I went through a situation earlier this year where I imagined doing something of harm to someone who did something to me. True. I imagined, but a payback. You know, imagination. Negative imagination is fed into the fleshly aspect of who we are. Lust. You know, lust. Lust. You know, feeding the lustful, natural person. The imagination. You with me? Are you with me? Rightio. Hallelujah. The Bible always has answers. Who believes the Bible always has answers? It says this in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. I'm going to briefly, you know, dwell on the negative, but I really want to put the emphasis on the positive. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through to 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5 in the King James Version. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity. Hallelujah. 
and obedience to Christ. See, the Bible talks about casting down the negative form of imagination. The Bible understands, God understands. Remember, the Bible is the inspired word of God. God understands the power of imagination and he hasn't left us in the lurch so that we have to suffer under the negative aspects and fall into the trap of being controlled by negative imagination. The Bible understands that and it has given us the ability, according to this, to have power to cast it down. Hallelujah. Uh, I've been on a journey throughout my Christian life of understanding and identifying negative imagination and casting it down. Often I will pray prayers like, Lord, I take a hold of that thought and I cast it down in the name of Jesus. And it goes. That's the crazy thing. You know, when I wanted to cause harm to someone, um, I'm the only person who's like that. Um. I identified it and I got rid of that picture. And here's the crazy thing. It went. So you, if you struggle or when you hear bad news or whatever, you have the power to cast down the, the, the uh, worst cast case scenario thought and get it out of your head. Hallelujah. If you are, uh, you know, because I, I, I was so heavily involved in drugs before I found God, I had allowed that aspect of um, paranoia to control me as a young man, but I learned to cast out that negativity, that negative imagination. And now I know you all love me. Well, actually, I don't care if you do or you don't. I mean, I like people like me, but whatever, you know. Anyway, so you're with me? That's negative. Do not let that negative thing or that negative imagination follow through into you outworking it because it will bring destruction. It will rob you of the promises of God. Hallelujah. Now I want to go to Abraham. To always remember, you have authority over your mind. You have authority to get rid of the negativity. You just got to do it. Because the Bible has given you authority because of the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's go to Abraham. Because he's the guy that I want to work from because he's the father of faith and he's the fella that we can learn a lot about faith. Because the Bible tells me that I walk by faith and not by the physical sight. So Genesis chapter 13, 14 through to 15. And the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes now, we've been looking at that, and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land you see I give to you and your descendants forever. So put you in the shoes of Abram. God's saying, dude, look, you know, all that stuff. And he says, um, Whatever you see, I will give you. Whatever you see, I will give you. That is a powerful message in the scriptures for us today. Friends, whatever you see, God will give you. Whatever you see when you encounter or you hear the word of God, he is promising to give you. 
The Bible is full of promises God has given us. And he's trying to tell us, friend, if you see what I'm promising you in the word, if you can see the land of the promise, I'm going to give it to you. You see, imagination is a powerful tool to enable you to see what God is promising and cause it to come into existence because he says he's going to give it to you. I mean, that excites me. You guys, oh, you look a little bit, been a hard week. Is it, is this truth? You know, COVID and all this rubbish and all this negative stuff that's causing people to fear, fear their health, fear this, fear that. You do not need to have that kind of negative stuff feeding your brain. You do not need to have pictures of life turning to custard. Spitting. Life can be a real mongrel sometimes. But we are not meant to live, you know, in that destination. And the beginning process is understanding something about the tool of your imagination that has been stimulated by the Word of God. Hallelujah. What does He want to give you? You know, we know God is a giver. For God so loved the world, He gave. God sent the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave His life. God is a giver. That's what Hugh was telling us. God is the most generous giver. God doesn't take or he takes rubbish, but he gives from us. But he gives us life. And see, the word has all these promises of life that wants to get inside your head and activate your mind pictures to see what your reality can, can become. Is this too heady? You know, I, I've, I've, I've over the years... I've been around, you know, I'm getting old. Funny, we got a new camera and it's a really good picture, but the trouble is it shows my wrinkles. It's a shock. But I ain't those wrinkles. What to say there? I don't know. So imagine you're Abraham. God says to Abraham, see, you've, you've got to put yourself on these guys' shoes. Abraham, take a look, dude. Whatever you can see, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this land. Now imagine Abraham thinking, whoa, man, I can see a lot of land. East, west, north, south. Man, I'm looking at a pretty massive vista here. And he would have began to imagine the possibilities he could do with the land God said, if he can see, I'm going to give it to you. He would have started to think, wow, man, I'm going to be a pretty wealthy man. I'm going to own a lot of land. He would have started to think about, oh, I can build some houses on that. And he would have started to see pictures in his mind of the possibilities of the things God was giving him. He would have started to think, oh, my children, little brats, I can give them some land. They can have this, that, that. Then he would have started to think maybe even a bit bigger. You know what, man, I can build a city. Because I've got some land and it's so big, there's room enough for a city. Imagine all the crops I can plant. Imagine all the cattle I could have. Because, man, I'm getting given this land. And his mind would begin to form pictures stimulated by what God had said. You see, God wants to stimulate in our minds. 
God wants to build pictures of the things that are possible. Can I have an excited amen? What about this side? Can I have a bit of excitement? He's been stirring me. You know, I, I've, I've seen some things in my mindset that's been stimulated by the word, and, I, and I, by the grace of God, we've seen them come into existence. But he's telling me, dude, you ain't looking far enough. You ain't looking far enough. You're not seeing the possibilities of what I can do through you if you use my word to stimulate what is possible. Hallelujah. God's word activates your imagination. God's word activates something. When God, when the Holy Spirit brooded over the earth, it began to prepare the earth for what was about to take place. Hallelujah. When you read the word, the word, because the Holy Spirit speaks through it, stimulates, broods over, begins to push power into your mind and into your thoughts. Someone give me a drink of water. I'm losing my breath. Please. No, not Karen. There are enemies among us who try to poison us. You know, we've been looking at um, the scripture of the wide open spaces. Let me read it again to you. Actually, before I do, I was thinking about this. So I'm Abraham. God's saying, you know, Abraham, dude, take a look. Have a look what I want to give you. You You know, kids... Children, you know, imagine going to your child and saying, Jerusha, she's gone. Well, Jerusha, I've got a Christmas present for you. I have got something incredible that I have given you that I want to give you. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you've got to wait till Christmas Day. Now, this is going to be the best gift you've ever got, but you have to wait till Christmas Day. Imagine, imagine the thoughts. Imagine how her mind would get excited and start to think, whoa, you mean the best ever? The best ever? And how her imagination would form pictures of the promise. And see, friends, I really feel this morning that God wants to tell you that what's behind is what's behind, and we are as we are. But friend, what's before you is the best ever. Hallelujah. One amen. We're getting a little bit more excited. That's what the wide open spaces are that we talk about all the time. All the time is Second Corinthians chapter six, verse eleven through to thirteen in the Message Bible. Um, dear, dear Corinthians, I can tell you how much I long for you to enter into the wide open spaces, spa, uh, wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within. The smallness that you feel comes from within. Within, note the word, within, within you there is a smallness. Within us there is a thing that wants to limit us from the wide open space that God actually has for our lives. Take a drink. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. 
I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. That's the life and the destiny and your future. Abraham was in the wide open space of his journey and God was laying on him the promises of where his future could be. Now, yeah, yeah, you know, I know that thing about imagination. Yeah, you know, but that's for the young people. I've done my stint. You know, um, I'm getting on now and i kind of done my thing. And uh, imagination is only for the young. You know what? That is the biggest life from the pit of hell. Wherever you are right now, your life is full of incredible potential. Incredible latent potential that is designed and wants to be released in you to help change the world around you. Thank you, Courtney. Abraham, when he left the land of Ur, was 65 plus years of age. Abraham, by the time he got to this point where God promised this, was quite possibly in his mid to late 70s. And then God's saying, dude, open up, you're in the space now, it's all going to happen. 75, it doesn't matter whatever age you are, whatever your circumstance are, God has wide open spaces. God has potential for your life to live where you will change the world, where you will understand what it is to be blessed and to bless the world around you. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter. Crazy COVID, whatever. You've got to stop letting that thing trap you and narrow your world and start to think through the scriptures, through the word of God, what your life can achieve and what we as a church can achieve, man. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter four, uh, 26, 4. 26, 4. Speaking to Abraham. This is even when he gets a bit more older. He's not just 75 now, he's getting on. He's getting closer to the 90s. And I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give them, and I will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. You know, we've got to start understanding, friend, we are his offspring. And we, are, we have this promise of God from thousands of years ago that is still alive and well, that God wants to use you and I to bless the nations, to bless our town, to bless our families, to bless the lost souls and bring them to Christ. Ephesians 3.20. See, when the word that God spoke over creation, it caused a whole lot of stuff to happen, and it hasn't changed. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or, oh my God, there's that word imagine again. What the heck? Got the right version, have we? Yes, there it's there, I'm not lying. Now to him was able, so he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work. Listen where it works, within us. Remember the message Bible where it says the smallness you feel comes from, from within. God understands, so he wants the word 
That is the most incredibly powerful thing that is able to do immeasurably above what we could ever hope or ask for to get on the inside instead of living on the outside. And see, when you're in that negative space, the word's on the outside, it's not on the inside. But when you get it on the inside, the smallness that you feel disappears and you understand the wonder of the promises of God. I mean, this is exciting. The word gets within. Because when the word gets within, it has incredible power to activate and brood over the mind and the thoughts and develop pictures of our future. Hallelujah. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more than where you are thinking right now. Immeasurably more. How big is immeasurably more? Well, immeasurably more is immeasurably more. <laughs> it's big. According to his power that is at work within us. Power is the mighty power. Power is the miraculous, the supernatural, because that's what that word means. But it's got to get within. You've got to get it within. And you've got to chuck out the stuff that is the negative stuff. You've got to stop feeding on your negativity. You've got to stop feeding and allowing people who are feeding negative information to you to let it get inside of you. You've got to shut that voice out. You've got to let the word that believes in your future that is full of gifts and hope and promise in a future get inside. Because I've got to tell you, it will transform you. It will transform Man, I want some more of that mighty power in me. You had enough? Have you had enough of the mighty power that's at work within you? And you know what? I, I just got enough now. I'm going to want to stay where I am. A lot of Christians stay where I am. They live in the stay where I am. And before you know it, they sneak backwards. But friend, the mighty power will never stop at being at work and move you on. And take you into greater and wider open spaces. And cause your life to understand what it is to be blessed and to bless others. Do you want to stop being blessed? I've got enough. David, have you had enough? So, you've got to get the mighty word. The mighty word of God. And allow it to be at work within you because you've been made with the capacity to imagine, but you've got to feed the imagination with the mighty word. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active. Some versions say powerful. The word of God is alive and active. You know, when your Bible, the Bible is not like, same old According to what we believe, the Word of God is mighty, powerful, and active. It's not dormant. Active things cause something to happen. Have you ever seen an active volcano? Did you ever notice the other night the activity of the thunder going on around Yarrawonga? My God, that was outrageous. It was scary, in fact. We sat out on our balcony. Pickett didn't get out of bed, but I did. Sorry, darling. Oh, did you get out? I can't remember. Oh, sorry. Look. She did. You had no choice because that was some mighty power going on in the heavens. And whenever I hear that mighty power, it reminds me of the thunder and lightning that surrounds the throne of God. 
You know, wasn't that immense? I was too scared to go outside. Karen and Ryan come up and she's going to go go out in the balcony. I said, don't get out there. You might get zapped. But you know, we've got to get zapped by the mighty power. Doesn't matter, life can be a toad. You might not know what your future is. Everything might be getting tipped upside down at the moment, but friend, it's temporary. It's temporary. And God wants to lift your mind up and let your mind fix on the future. Hallelujah. I reckon it's enough. I've spat enough. Are you excited? Amen. I hope you're excited there. I'm going to pray a prayer. Oh, hold on. A little bit more before I finish. Looking at the clock. A couple of examples of how to let that thing activate inside of you. I'll put them in here somewhere. Uh, uh, uh. You know, when it says to me, when I read, I'll tell you a couple of quick things. You know, when I read the Bible and we've been looking at that we're sent ones and it says, go into all the world. Whenever I hear that, it activates pictures in my mind for me. I see myself getting on planes. I see myself flying to places. I see myself talking to people I've never met before. I see myself making disciples to the ends of the earth. My mind is activated by pictures. What about when you read, for God so loved the world? Yeah, I read 150 times now. You know, when you let that come into your mind and you think, for God so loved the world, you've got to let your mind start to stimulate what that means. God loves the world. God loves this lost place that desperately needs him. And then you start to visualize God's love reaching into places around your life, maybe into yours. You know, some of us have lost family members. I want to tell you, for God so loved the world is a powerful tool for you to notice and recognize and remember that God so loves your children. God so loves your husband or your wife or whomever. And you start to allow your mind, if you want, to start to see God's love being poured on them. True? Because remember... You can picture the future stimulated by the word of God. Sickness. Don't visualize that sickness beating you. Visualize the Holy Spirit coming down and getting rid of it. Don't visualize the failure in the worst case scenario. Visualize what the word says and where it will take you. Do you see what I mean? It's mighty and it's active, but if you don't get it going, if you don't start to let it stimulate, if you just read the Bible like the same old, same old, then it's just going to be the same old, same old. Because it's designed to be mighty and active and not dormant. Hallelujah. In a couple of weeks, I want to talk and add on to this in regards to calling it into being. Because when you visualize it, when you see it, when your mind starts to conceive what God wants to do, you then got to start to call it into existence. But that's another subject. Amen? I don't know. But you do, God. Father, stir our hearts. Holy Spirit, 
Breathe life on our spirits. Get within us through your word we cry out to you. Lord, I pray for the hearers that they would hear. I pray, God, there would be a thirst to hear the mighty word and bring it inside our minds. And Lord, I believe that in the coming weeks and months, Lord, there will be things that will become reality because people have taken your mighty work, your mighty word within. In Jesus' name. Amen.